Welcome everyone to Advisory Insights Podcast. Stuart Overman here, your host. And today I want to talk about why and what are the top reasons why practice acquisitions fail. As a firm, we are a very dental-specific law firm in that we handle a wide variety of, of matters regarding the dental profession, all the way from mergers, acquisitions, compliance, OSHA, HIPAA, contracts. And we see this time and time again as to the top reasons why practice acquisitions fail. Let's, let's take a look at this. First and foremost, I believe one of the top reasons is that our doctors will overpay to acquire a practice. Now, it is extremely difficult in this market to find a good practice, right? But we have to look at what the cost is, whether or not we're overpaying, what are the negotiations, how does that start? And I believe that starts with an analysis and a deep dive into the financials. Second, probably biggest reason is overestimating synergies. So this a lot of times will go hand in hand, if you will, with many times overpaying for the transaction. So what happens is, is that there's, there's no cohesiveness between the buyer and seller in a dental practice. You have one culture, another culture, one philosophy, different philosophy, and every practice is different. So you, when you're analyzing these specifics, you have to look at what are the synergies. How are these practices going to come together? Next, number three, I believe, is absolutely insufficient due diligence. Our doctors do not investigate the seller or the buyer. So you not only got to look at financials because numbers are very, very important, but you have to look at whether or not it's going to be a good fit, whether or not the buyer and seller are going to have a good transition. So that all involves due diligence. So that's, to me, that's one of the biggest reasons why there, there are failures. So I can't emphasize enough, they, they have to investigate, again, financial, cultural, personalities, and all this goes into the due diligence process. Then I think number four, I believe, would be over or misestimating the seller's practice. So you have to look at what's the target, why you're targeting that practice for specifics, whether it's a growth, whether it's an additional transition, whether you're looking to transition out of an existing practice. So you have to really understand why you are going after that particular target. And every buyer has to view the seller as, as, as a target practice, right? So you have to look at um, not only are you looking to financially grow, but what is the reason behind the acquisition? I would say number five is an absolute lack of a strategic plan. Why are you buying this practice? For what reason? Or why are you selling, right? So this, this really cuts both ways, is that if you're selling, you got to have a strategic plan to sort of fade off into the sunset. Are you going to work one year, five years? You, you have to know this. If you're a buyer, what's your plan? How are you going to, how are you going to incorporate that into your existing practice? 
or this is your first practice, how are you going to go ahead and um, scale that practice if you want to scale? If not, you're going to have one off. So there's a survey um, that really, really is helpful um, by Accenture uh, Intelligence uh, Unit Global uh, M&A Survey. And the, the key success, right? So we're talking about why these things fail. But what? let's take a look at really what they saw as a success. One, you know, is really planning and executing integration process. How are you going to have the two marriages, right? Conducting due diligence. We've, we've discussed that. Understanding cultural issues. So what is the culture of a practice? Is one more strategic? Is one more... Um, uh, hard nose is, is as far as deadlines go, or is one you know laid back? So that's going to have a wide variety of issues. So then you know identifying, screening, and prioritizing acquisition targets. And then what's a a M and A strategy? Right, you got to develop that early on on all practices. Again, whether you're in a process or looking, what is your M and A strategy? Price. Critical. You cannot overestimate the cost of a practice because that will hurt cash flow way down the road. And what's the negotiation process? So those are some of the key key success factors. But again, I, I want to go back in maybe to number six on our list: cultural fit. So there's a lot, a lot of issues regarding cultural fit. Is it what's the demographics? Is it a progressive practice? Is it a practice that's riding into the sunset? Do you have an aggressive buyer? Do you have a not-so-aggressive seller? So again, what is, what's the fit and, and, and why? Why, why are, you, are you buying the practice? Number seven, overextending resources. So we see this a lot in our dental practices is where um, our doctors have multiple practices and all of a sudden, the new practice that they purchase, they can't provide the level of service that the selling practice uh, was very accustomed to on a daily basis. You know, are they loading up on debt? Are they looking at cost cutting? How are you going to cost cut? What are you cost cutting? You can only consolidate cotton so much. So you've got to look at what the resources are. I would say number eight to me um, is, is you're buying at the wrong cycle time. So is it is it too high, too low, valuations? What are the cycles? Is it a very difficult industry? That you're purchasing at this, you know, this time, you know, again, what what's the cycle time on that? And you've got to be able to look at the long and short term. If you got long term problems, then you've got to adjust that accordingly to your your practice acquisition. And I would say, you know, uh, number nine in my book um, is external factors. So, you know, what's the leverage, right? What is your financial situation? What's the culture? What's your strategic all, you know, what's your strategic goal in these practices? Um, so I think those are three very, very important factors. And, and again, what's what's your also, what is your risk factor, right? What do you need to do as far as the risk factor goes with these? And I would say uh, number 10, probably finally, uh, in, my, in my view, is the lack of management involvement. The owners and buyers have to be involved in what they're doing. You can't, you can only delegate this to so many professionals, then at that point, you've got to look at what your involvement is. You have to be involved in every every phase of this process. 
you know, are you going to do a quantitative earnings analysis? You know, what are you going to do with that and how involved are you going to be? You know, look, at, we do probably 150 mergers and acquisitions a year on professional practices um, and businesses. And we see the same thing over and over again. I, I can't stress that these should be looked at very heavily. The topics that we went to, success and failure rate. And um, we anticipate that if we you do this, the transition will be much smoother. Thanks for listening to Advisor Insights Podcast. Top reasons why dental practices fail. We look forward to providing more information. My name is Stuart Uberman. Please feel free to call us at 770-886-2400. Or feel free to email me at Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at ObermanLaw.com. Have a fantastic day.